0: test test one two three test test one two three hey guys welcome back to brain food um i literally just got home from work from like a six and a half hour shift um but i i am very very tired right now but i kind of had like a revelation when i was driving home i've been kind of wanting to film this episode for a while but i really have just not had the time to do it um I would... The first thing that pops in my head is, like, I want to tell you guys... Also, this is the 17th episode. Um, I think... The first thing I think about is, like, when I start my episode is, like... Especially today, after getting home, like, all day, like... I'm not really, like, speaking to anybody I know. Like, it's just kind of people at work, and most of the time, it's not even in English. So, to be able to just hear myself speak in English and just kind of just let everything that's been in my head out is great. So it's raining out. I don't know if I think you could hear that when I was t- doing a, t- a couple of tests, like I could kind of hear it. And I think that's like perfect for me. I think it's like really nice to like have a little rain in the background. Um, but if you guys don't like it, I can always film another episode if it, the sound is shitty, but, um, I've been working four days a week and on my off days, I've been literally working myself to the bone with schoolwork and art and going to the trying to go to the gym every day or every other day. Um, I'm just filling up my schedule as much as I can because that's where I see the most progress is when I put work into myself. Um I've been writing a lot of poetry. I've been thinking about maybe writing a poetry book. Um it's just a lot of stuff in my life is going in the direction that I want it to right now, which is great. Um, I felt like my past, my past couple of episodes have been kind of showing my growth. And if you look back in my first episode and, and now, it's like... It's not that I had a lot of problems in my life. It's just I was still in the midst of a growing stage where I was just unlearning everything. And... I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on on who I am right now and, and where I'm going and and what I'm going to do in the future and like it's taken a lot um it's taken a lot of work by myself. I felt like, I feel like I've kind of taken myself away from my social my social um circle right now which could be a little like hurtful to my friends but I think they understand that when I take my time uh. sorry when I take my so- <laughs> when I take my time and I'm kind of just doing my own thing they don't take it personally which is great um I miss I miss my friends and I, I miss hanging out with them it's just right now it's work mode for me which is I feel like it's kind of hard for a lot of people to understand but they get it which is great um I've just been saving a lot and, and writing a lot and, and drawing and doing art a lot. Um, and it's helped me in my mind a lot. And I felt like this podcast was really helpful, helpful for me at the time because, and that's what this episode's about. It's, I think I'm going to name it heaven or mania. Um, I had a lot of time differing between if I was actually happy, or I was manic and convincing myself that I was happy, and I was actually doing bad. And I, I look at it now, and like I, I am doing good, and I, I was always doing good. And I think I've been hurt so much in my past where I, I felt as if I don't deserve happiness, or I need to put some work into it, and then happiness is the reward. Then I can, I, I don't, I don't need to work for anything to, to achieve happiness. I can work for something and achieve more happiness than I already have. And that makes sense. But in my mind at the time, I think when I first started recording, this was, I think you could even hear my voice. Like I'm happy, but I don't know why. Like, what do I, what, do, what am I doing that I deserve this happiness? And I deserve that happiness no matter what I did. If I was fucking up still, I, I still deserve to be happy. I can still be happy. And I, I'm happy now. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Like, and I, I, of course I've put the hard work into a lot of where I am right now, but I feel like I'm very content with where I am in my life right now and where I'm going to be in the future. I felt like I was trying to prevent a lot of things that I thought was going to happen in the future. And then my future self would be content with what I did. And I'm not trying to prevent anything anymore. I'm just living my life and, and letting things flow into themselves and, and and putting hard work into my future, but not to prevent things. And if that's, that might be confusing to understand, but I, I'm saving money now. So when I'm in college, I'm not in debt when I get out and I can sustain myself for the time that I'm there. And then I'm doing a lot of portfolio work. I'm writing a lot. So I'm thinking about maybe, maybe coming out with a poetry book. If that's something that, and give me feedback on that. And I'm going to talk about that later, but I'm just, I felt like for a while I was trying to convince myself that, that no, like you're, you're manic. Like you, you, you like, there's no reason why you should be this happy right now. Like there has to be a reason behind it or you're lying to yourself or and that's just not what it was <laughs> i am i'm i was happy then and i'm i'm great now better now and i just keep getting better of course life has its ups and downs and you know it's not everything is not a straight line or sh- like linear and in a good way like things bad shit happens a lot and i have a i have bad days still but it's not detrimental to my life anymore I I understand that shit happens and I'm going to move past it and that life goes on after that. I don't, I'm trying and I'm learning not to take things so seriously and so personally when someone's just trying to help me or I don't even take the, like, I don't even take someone asking me if I need help personally, because that's something that I would take offense to a lot. And the only thing that offends me now, is if someone calls me lazy, which is the last thing that I am. And I know that for a fact. And I've worked hard to not be lazy and to not be irrational with things anymore. I've worked hard to where I am. That is the only time you're going to press my buttons into something that I'm, I'm going to be upset with. That's the only time. And, and with my poetry, I felt like it's opened a lot of doors into my mind, into where I'm coming from and why these thoughts are happening. Um, I, I, I'm writing, so the title I think is going to be After He Leaves, um, which literally to, to try to begin to explain that, of course, in my head, I know exactly why, why I chose those words in that title and the meaning behind it, but to try to explain it verbally out loud is just it's a lot. Um, I think it's going to go in chronological order of when I was doing really bad and not not like chronologically like from when I was a kid. I think it's going to start when I was like 11 or 12 and it's going to progress into now. Um, but I think the title after he leaves is that I procrastinate a lot. I contemplate a lot. I I play games in my head. Like all it comes down to is in my head when I was at my worst and I was abusing substances is, you know, I'm just going to stop this after, after high school. I'm going to stop doing this after college. I'll be happy after I stop this. And when I, I can choose whenever I can make him leave. And metaphorically, it's not a person. Um, but in my head for a while, he was like, of course, abuse and alcohol abuse is not a person in itself. It's not in reality, not a person. But I feel like metaphorically, it can be taken in that way because of the hold that that it had on me or he had on me and i feel like a lot of my problems with drugs come from men and not to say that's you know it's men's fault it was the way that i had turned out at the time that's not true it was just the events that happened in my life that were more trauma based were from men and i feel like i started using more when when i would get closer to a date that something bad would happen or I started throwing my life away and spiraling when men would do bad things to me and I've come to terms with the fact that all of the decisions and all of the things that have happened to me with men were nothing but my fault and that doesn't go for all situations with women of course but I shouldn't have been been doing the things and indulging in the things that I had done at, at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. It's just something that I shouldn't have been doing. It's not a, you know, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Of course, men shouldn't be, you know, grooming children and, you know, preying on children. But I shouldn't have chose the places that I that I where where I was going I shouldn't have been hanging out with with older men by my choice after them saying you know this isn't a good idea and it was nothing but my choice of course some circumstances it wasn't but most of them were I shouldn't have been in the places where I was I shouldn't have been indulging in things that I knew were bad, but thought made me cool. Of course, at the end of the day, it's the man's fault, but the situation that I put myself in was my fault. And I'm not going to play if, when, or what game because that does nothing, but I've come to to terms with, I put myself in that situation. What happened after that, of course, (coughs) older men shouldn't be doing what they were doing, but the situation that I put myself, the, the scenery I was around was nothing but my choice. And I told myself for so long that, you know, after I get over this, you know, after I talk about this, then I'll be happy. Then I choose happiness. And I feel like the grasp that drugs and alcohol had on me was like the grasp that a man has in an abusive relationship with a woman, a woman. And that's what I felt. And it was in my head was like, after he leaves, then I can be happy. Then I'll choose happiness. Then whatever, you know? And it was true. After he left, I was happy. But it was an if, when, or what game of, you know, I'm going to contemplate. I'm going to procrastinate. And all that shit is temporary. It's like you can contemplate all you want and think that, said, said decision is going to be bad for you in the future. But in my head, bad decisions aren't, aren't really in my vocabulary anymore. Like this is a bad decision. Like, no, unless you're hurting someone or yourself, there's no such thing as a bad decision. You can't think of it as a bad decision or else you're going to hurt yourself and get inside your head to the point of you're going to drive yourself crazy thinking this is a bad decision. Like I said, like, unless you're hurting someone or yourself, you shouldn't think of anything as a bad decision because that's just the way life is. There's like, you can't pick and choose the way your life is going to go. I mean, drastically, yes, you can, but if you're smart and, and know that everything in your life is going to happen for a reason, and no matter what decisions you make, karma is going to follow you wherever you go. If you're doing bad things, bad things will follow you. If you're doing good things, good things are going to follow you. And that's the way I think of things. If I'm not hurting anyone or myself, good things are going to come into my life. Not that I'm thinking about hurting myself or other people, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not outwardly making rash decisions that are, that I know are going to hurt someone. I'm just living my life the way it is. I, I don't overthink things anymore. I'm not ever as much. I'm, I'm not overthinking every single interaction that I have with someone thinking about what they think about me or think about my family or my friends or whatever. No. If a friendship works, it's going to work. If a relationship works, it's going to work. There's no if, what, whens, or, like, whatever. It's just the way it is. Overthinking or trying to force something is going to hurt you. And I, I wrote a lot... If you read my poetry, it, it sounds like, or at least I think it sounds like, um, I was being abused by a partner or a person. And it's hard to explain because in a sense I was, and that was addiction. That abusive partner was addiction and a lot of my trauma from that comes from, you know, drugs and alcohol and narcotics and stuff like that. And in all honesty, that's what it felt like. It, it felt like I was in an abusive relationship with a man. And the way I battled with addiction was, was trying was trying new things all the time and trying to reverse things that have happened in my past with men. And I've had a very complicated relationship with men, especially, um, from a young age, I boys, my age never liked me. Um, so that caused me not to like them. And I I just had no preference for, like, I didn't have any, like, I just didn't like boys my age from that point on because they didn't like me. So I just thought that's just the way it was. Um, It was when I started growing up in, into middle, with middle school and going to middle school is when. Older men started to pay more attention to me because I was taller and I looked older and I'd never felt attention like that before. And I've talked about in a lot of my other podcasts how I didn't grow up with a lot of true friends or just friends in general. I always have felt alone in my childhood into adolescent life. Where I felt undesired and nobody wanted to talk to me or be friends with me. So that's just the way I lived my life. I, I thought it was normal that I was I felt that much pain or just felt nothing at all at times. And I felt alone, like I, I didn't have anyone to tell my problems to. So I kind of just went into life blindfolded and just didn't have anything to compare my decisions to because I didn't have any friends. Um... So when I was, was talking to guys that were a lot older than me at 13, 14 years old, nobody was telling me that it was wrong because I didn't have anyone to tell. So I just assumed it was normal. Um, It was only until I had a bad decision that that year going into high school is when I thought, okay, this isn't normal. I'm 13 years old. I shouldn't be talking to men in their 20s. Like, that's not okay. Like I, and I hated that I liked it so much. And I, and I had a very traumatic experience that year. So I just stopped talking to boys and men in general. Like I was scared of them. Um, I was, I was super scared of them. And when I got sober, I had, I kind of had like I don't even know how to explain it. I kind of had an urge to find something new. And now that I had control over my life and I had control, I I've never had control before. I I'd never had like not power. Power is the wrong way to, to use that word, but I, I had control to, you know, I'd never had it before. I, I'd never had the power to make my own decisions and, and do what I wanted to do because drugs had such, such an impact on my life where it restrained me from doing the things I wanted to do. And I was only doing things that other people wanted me to do. So when I, when I started talking to older guys, it was like, I wanted to reverse what had happened to me in the past by now I have the control onto what I want to do and what, because at the end of the day, older guys shouldn't be talking to a 16, 17 year old girl. And I knew that it was wrong. And in some way I wanted to humble them because of that. And I wanted to make them feel disgusting and dirty, like the way that I did in the past. And for a while, that was my new addiction was... Not playing games, but, you know, honestly, that's just what it is. I was playing games with with older guys because because I was so damaged from them. I wanted to make them feel the pain that I had felt for so long. Um, And I'm trying to get better with that. It's still... I'm not taking action on it anymore. It's just something that I've struggled with for a while. And I don't know 100% why I fe- I'm i only attracted to guys who are older than me. And I'm going to start going to therapy again. And not that anything's wrong. I just think I need someone to talk about this with because I feel like it's hard for my friends to understand. Um, so I'd, I'd want to talk to a professional about it because they, they can tell me not what's wrong with me or, or anything. It's just why or where this is coming from. Like, where is this stemming from truly? Cause it, it's honestly just, it's so many things, I think personally, um, it's not an ongoing problem in my life, but it's a problem I run into it's sometimes where I find myself i I like the attention that I get because i i I don't know why i i don't I don't know why older guys prefer to talk to me over women their age, but there's some part of me that kind of likes that because I have that control over them where I can tell them like you're doing something wrong. So I have the power to let everyone know that you're doing this. And I haven't done that in a while. But it was... I never took action on thoughts like that. But I don't know why I thought like that. Or or, or, or I think like that. And I'm trying to be as honest as with you guys as possible. Because it, I need to be honest with myself. And that's the truth of it. I... I'm not a manipulative person. I know that. And I'm not, I, I never, the, my intent is never to manipulate or do anything like that. It's just, I don't, I, I'm trying my best to understand why my brain works the way it does. And what tr- what damage has, has triggered me to think like that. And what has happened in my life where things like this happen. And... This is what I'm talking about, where, like, is it, is, am I manic? Is this why I'm thinking this way? Is there something wrong with me? There isn't. There's nothing wrong with me. I've had a very rocky past, and I'm just a damaged person, and that's all I can say. But I'm trying my best to live my life to the fullest, and I think I am 100%. I I have great people in my life right now, and my family relationships are the best that I've ever been. I'm one I'm one more day sober every single day. I, I haven't had an urge in seven months. I'm doing great, and that's all I can say, and I'm eternally grateful for everyone who has encouraged me to do better because I have, and I, I have done better, and I've only gotten stronger every day that's gone by, and I think that writing and talking about my, my thoughts like this have helped me be more honest with not myself, but other people. And I think it's just great. My, my life is just so good. That's, there aren't words to express how content I am with where I am right now. Um, but I'd like to talk more about my book because, or my poetry, because I feel like it's, it's kind of a, Good thing that's happening in my life right now and I like to talk about good things that happen in my life um I'm trying to think of like I think I wrote some of them down but a lot of it is just it's it's uh, mostly about um the whole book or the whole poet like the all my poetry is about you know, the way drugs made me feel at the time, because I feel like a lot of people put aside, um, the way it makes you feel. I feel like when you say you smoke weed and then you're like, people are like, I feel like people don't explain how drugs can make you feel sometimes. And there were times where I felt like I was dying. And there, I've, I wrote about, this is like really hard to talk about, but I, I wanted to, I'm going to do it. Um, there were parts where like everything in my body was cold and I had pins and needles everywhere. And it, it literally, the only way I can explain it is it felt like I was freezing to death and burning to death at the same time. And I felt like I was going to die. And I was literally in a classroom. And, like, I could not tell anyone this. It was, like, in ninth grade, I couldn't just sit up and be like, I feel like I'm going to die, or they would find out. And there are times where I'd wish that I had done that. Because that after a while, there was a feeling that I never want to, f- like, I would never want to feel again. And after a couple months, that feeling was, like, not a daily thing, but it was something that I'd gotten used to. And it was a feeling like at the time where like I never want to feel this feeling again like I'd rather die right now than feel this and it was something that became normal and I feel like that is such an ongoing problem in in life in general where the things that make us feel the worst become normal after some point and I feel like that's a lot to unpack and unravel but I feel like that, that could go with relationships where this person makes you feel so awful and that makes you feel like shit about yourself and makes you feel like you're, you're the problem and that there's something wrong with you, but there's something holding you back where you can't get away from it and you can't break, you can't break away from that person. And nobody knows why. No, I feel like the, the most intelligent philosophers in the world cannot even explain why there's this force that keeps us away from breaking away from something and i don't know what happened the day that i i decided i wanted to get sober it just it just happened and even even when i almost overdosed i i still the next day it was like nothing happened and I've, I talked about this recently with somebody, like, it baffles me that the person I was a year ago was a person, like, a a real living person, I, I don't, I don't see that person as me, I don't, I don't have a vision of, of who that is, or who that was, I, it, it, it's, I can't even, like, put it, I'm literally, I can't even put it into words that that person was real and walked in the same body that I am in right now. Even years prior to that, I cannot fathom that that was me. Of course, I've come to terms that that is me and that that was me, but there are times where I have total identity crises not with who I am now, but who I who I have been, and that person who I was a year and a half, a year ago. It doesn't, per se, disgust me. But I'd wish that that person never happened, and never existed, because I don't see that person anymore. I I can't even begin to explain the way. That I would think and, and make decisions. In all honesty I don't remember the past two years of my life. Like. And I, that seems extreme. And I, I've tried talking with about this with somebody. And they're like so you don't remember any of this. You don't remember doing this. You don't remember. The only core memories I have from the past two years. Were things that have hurt me. Physically and mentally, that's it. And there's like six, there's like six events from those two years where like, I remember everything else is gone. And they were like, oh, well, with COVID, nobody really has a sense of like, no, like that doesn't happen where you just fuck, like you just forget things like that. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way I was abusing drugs. But I think a lot of it was uh, like that person, like who I was. Like, blocked out everything. Like, completely, like, swiped my memory clean. And that's crazy to me. So, I wrote how I was feeling about that down. And, like, that helped me so much. And it's just crazy to me that that person was real. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Um... I, I I did write a lot about, um, like I said, like the way that it made me feel and what it was doing to me. And even in super vulnerable experiences, like, like I remember it was in February when I tried to start getting clean and it was really hard and I can't even sit here and say that I didn't, I didn't use five minutes after saying that I wanted to get sober. It took so many tries. It, it took so many tries. It it took so much time for me to actually like commit to it. And I have been clean from weed since March Sixteenth, So that's coming up soon. I'm, that's in like two months. Everything else, I've been clean since May 31st. And I feel like I lost a sense of time. I feel like even if you listen to some of my podcasts where I was like, I'm seven months clean when it was only like four months. Because that's how long it felt like. Like, I... I think I was very confused because I was unlearning a lot of the things that I'd learned my whole life, like just basic things. Like I felt like I've always been a respectful kid. I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. I don't have to prove that to anybody, but I feel like taking criticism was a big one that I had to unlearn. I felt like for a while like when someone was like oh they gave me criticism i would take it so personally and flip it around on them and like be like well there's something wrong with you because you don't like like no someone doesn't like my stuff someone doesn't like my art that's not their fault it's just everyone has a different opinion you can like adapt that into anyone's life ever you can adapt that to any subject matter people just don't like certain things i'm not gonna try to convince you to like it because then it's not a true feeling that you're feeling about my art or writing or whatever Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I feel like even in today's day and age, people take so much offense to that. You're allowed to have your own opinion. Don't any- don't let anybody let you change your mind about that. And that's controversial, but you're not going to convince anyone different of what they think in their head. Because of what I think in my head is can be completely the polar opposite of what the person across from me is thinking. And there's nothing I can do about that. They're a different person than me, and I'm okay with that. I'm just going to try my best to get along with that said person. And I hope that's something that everybody learns. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? I literally just went on that like, that whole tangent. I forgot what I was talking about. Um, wait, let me think. Holy shit. I literally just blanked. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about something. It's because I just got home from work and I'm literally just like, Blah like words like everywhere, like just like word vomiting, whatever I'm whatever's coming into my head. Um shit. <laughs> I literally forgot like everything that I was talking about. Okay, whatever, we're gonna talk about something else now. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um What else? Oh, I remember, I remember, I remember. Um, I feel like I was, I had lost track of time and, and then, yeah, okay, now I remember. Um, I feel like I was trying to prove to everyone that I could do something that, truthfully, I didn't believe in myself enough, so I had to prove to everyone else. Now I believe in myself. And I can say that proudly. Um, I know it isn't going to be easy, and I know every day is a new challenge, and every day is a a new thing that I have to get through, but I believe that I'm going to have no problem being sober for as long as I want to, or until the day that I die. And I've said that a bunch of times. I don't plan on drinking or doing anything until I die. And I plan on being sober for the rest of my life. And I've, I plan on that. Um, and I believe in myself that I could do that. And if there comes a time in my life where I'm going to have a social drink, then so be it. But I don't, as of right now, I don't see that happening for a very long time. Um, and like I said, I think that's what I was going to go into. Like, if anybody thinks that's weird, I can't change your opinion on that. I could do the same thing with you and think, well, you're weird because you drink. In my opinion, I think drinking with you know, drinking drugs, alcohol is nothing but a distraction and brings nothing but bad decisions and bad outcomes. And that's my opinion. I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind or convince anyone of anything, but if you're going to think about trying to work on yourself and healing emotionally and physically, I recommend you don't do drugs and don't drink alcohol. And I think that comes from a, like, a dietitian, whatever the fuck it's called, a medical standpoint. I think, I think any doctor could tell you if you're having problems with your mental stability and mental health, um, they are going to tell you to steer clear from drugs and alcohol. And anything else, if you're in a good headspace, fucking blackout, get blackout drunk and have fun with your friends. But if you're trying to emotionally heal and you're not in a good place, I recommend that you try to steer clear from stuff like that. Um, and I feel like for a while I denied, denied, denied that I had a problem. So I would just drink and, and I feel like that's a lot of people that, that people don't know is like the extent of how much I drank. I never socially drank. I only drank to blackout or get to a, and this, okay, this, everyone's gonna think this is, like, fucking stupid, but I had this tier, tier chart in my mind, like, um, it's hard to, okay, it's like, it's like Jenga. It's like, if I was at the bottom, and I was, like, whatever, I was, like, buzzed, or whatever, in my mind, that was dumb, like, you know, it felt great, and it was fun but whatever i wanted to get to another layer another layer of that so i'd drink more and then i would start to feel sick so i was like this fucking sucks why did i do that blah 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 let me drink more to get rid of this to numb this this like nauseous feeling and then i would like fucking throw up everywhere and i was like oh my i uh my mouth tastes like puke let me wash it down with more alcohol <laughs> this is so- okay this is, like, such a bad way of explaining it. But this is the way my mind worked. This is stuff I do remember. So I would drink more. Okay, now I feel better. But now I'm on an empty stomach. So I need to eat. So I ate. And I would fucking... I would fucking eat. Like, I would eat so much. And then... This is when I was out. I'll explain, like... When I was by myself. Because that's the whole difference. Like, that's... It was fucking crazy. So I was like, okay, now I need to drink more because now my buzz is going away because I just ate food. So I drank, and it was just like an endless cycle until I like blacked out and drank too much where I couldn't even puke anymore. And then I was just done. I, for like, okay, for like five or six months, I was drunk. I swear on my life. I was drunk every single day for like six months. Like, and I literally, I remember, like, half of, half of that time period, but it was, like, it was from, like, March 2020, no, 2020 to, like, November 2020, where I was literally drunk, like, every single day. Like, I, like, I would wake up, and I would drink, I would literally go to school like that and, like, fucking hammered, and I was, like, so crazy looking that, like, nobody even wanted to talk to me, and, like, even, like, my best friend at the time, like, I don't think she even knew, like, sometimes we would come home from school and get fucking, like, drunk, and, like, it, it was just a bad time, and I remember I was mixing pills with that at that time, so, like, it was 10 times worse, so, like, every time I went on my phone, like, I was looking to, like, get in a fight with somebody, or, like, get into a fight at school, because, like, that's what drinking did to me like, like alcohol had such, I, I was like an angry drunk. Like I, when I would drink, like I would get mad. I would get physical. I would get violent. Like alcohol is just like, for me is like something I never want to go near again. And like, that is why it's, I'm just alcohol is, I'm not a good, I do not have a good relationship with it. I never have. Um, I don't know if that's like there's something that runs in my family I'm pretty sure that it is I don't know though so don't take my word for that it might be like genetic because like I swear like I get so mad and violent like I don't I don't know why like it isn't even something where I'm like oh I want to be act act mad right no it just happens and I get super mad and like break shit um weed kind of suppress that because like I am a very hyper person who needs to be stimulated all the time and I feel like weed unless I was like mixing it with something I didn't like it by itself like I really didn't like I would smoke and like I never wanted to smoke it always made me like so boring and like I never I didn't like the way it made me feel um I would always have to like do it with like Xanax or something or like like Valium or something. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm like self-incriminating myself. But like this was my experience with drugs. And this is my way of healing from it is talking about it. So if you don't like when I talk about shit like this, like just like skip. You know, like I'm sorry. But it this is helping me and I'm pretty sure that it will help a lot of other people to know that there is a future after a life like that. And I feel like anyone who knows me can say that, that I am completely different than who I was. Not just the fact that you take the drugs away. Yeah, you could take the drugs away and I'll still be mad that there's no drugs. I've changed my mindset and I've changed the way I think about things and perceive things and, and take love in and try to give it back out as much as I can. And to learn how to love and trust. I felt like um, I was doing drugs in the first place. Because I didn't have love, and I didn't know the only the only thing I could love was drugs. that was the only thing that was always there for me in my mind. It was the only thing that loved me or I could love um, but yeah, when it came to weed i I had to do it. I had to drink or mix it with like the only thing I did by itself was drinking alcohol, everything else like it's insane that this shit that I would do and I don't know how much I can talk about on here because you know it is you know sensitive subject and some things I just you know don't want everyone to know um and I feel like some of my friends know like the stuff that I did and um you know what I think it's time to talk about my friend coke um I had a really bad, for a couple of months, I, um, you know what, it was honestly probably like a year and a half that I had a really bad problem with coke. Um, I never enjoyed it. Um, none of my friends, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone genuinely. I didn't, I didn't want anybody to know because there's a fine line between, weed and pills and then there's coke because I feel like in a lot of people's head like if you're smoking weed then like whatever you're a stoner or whatever if you're drinking you know that's every whole kids do that and then there's coke and it's like it is frowned upon in a new way and for a good reason um I had a really 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 bad problem with it where there were times where I would, I would, I would do coke and I, I would turn into like, I don't even know how to explain it. It just, it it would shoot up my body and I would feel like pins and needles everywhere. And I felt like I could fucking punch a hole in the wall and knock the whole fucking house down. And it was something that I had never felt before. It was so different than, than, uh, Valium, a Valium or a, like a fucking like Xanax bar or weed, or it was just so new and different and exciting where I could not stop. And my face was breaking out. My, my whole personality, I think changed for a while. Where I had become, and the person I was talking about early in the episode, that was when that was going on. And my parents didn't know. And my friends had no idea. I didn't tell my friends up until a couple of months ago that I had a problem with that. And I had never let anybody see me do it. Um, I felt like most of the time, like, my friends at the time, I was just smoking weed with them all the time. So they couldn't even tell. If I was high or not on that. And, um, I know my mom's going to kill me about talking about this, but it's helping me right now a lot. Being honest, um, I would go to school. I would never go to school on it because I never wanted anybody to know, but I would go home and do it. And sometimes I would drink and a lot, a lot of the time my nose would bleed and, I have a couple of pictures where my nose is bleeding and I've thrown them out because like, I, I, it's just so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing anymore because like, I can't erase my fingerprint. It's who I am. And for so long, I was so embarrassed of it. I never wanted anybody to find out because like it, it is so different than, you know, being a pod and, you know, drinking a lot In in anyone's head, like, Coke is, like, you're a fucking junkie. And you're a fucking... You're an an actual addict. And that was something I couldn't come uh, to amends with, was I was an actual addict. And I never wanted to admit to myself, yes, I was an addict. I was a junkie. I was a piece of fucking white trash. That's who I was. And I've grown so much from that. And... I, I've I've rebirthed this, this great person. I've always been a great person. It was just I had built a wall and a shell around myself where I didn't want anybody to see that I was a good person because if I was seen as a bad person, I got more attention. And, um... I loved the attention that people knew that I was doing bad shit, but Coke was something I never wanted anybody to know about. Um... And I'm not going to lie, I had some pretty great and fun experiences with doing something like that. But it it came with some really bad ones. And um, it's something that I will never do again in my life. It has made me hurt myself and so many people. And it's not embarrassing. It's just it's something I will never go near or have anything to do with ever again in my life. Um I felt like coke opened a lot of doors into some really bad decisions that I've made and some really nasty people I've invited into my life. Um some just when you move on to the next level of drugs, I feel like it goes alcohol, weed, pills, coke, heroin, then it starts going into some pretty nasty drugs and some pretty nasty people and I started to go down that path for a while and it turned me into a pretty ugly person and it's something I wish to never have anything to do with again and I'm happy that I got out of that section in my life and I know that I will never be that person ever again and that's great and I, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's just, it's over and it's done and it's never going to happen again. Um, but yeah, I felt like I had a really good episode today. I'm going to see how much time we're at because, um, I still want to talk about some other stuff. Um, we're at 49. I feel like I could talk for like two more minutes. So I feel like if you could take anything from this episode, is that if you're questioning whether you can be happy or not because of things that you've done in your past and you feel like you don't deserve it, you do. I myself have had a pretty ugly past and done some pretty shitty things. And I've been a douchebag and I've been an asshole. I've been everything that your parents did not want you to be. And I'm here to tell you that you deserve happiness in despite of the things that you have done and the things that you've said, you still deserve a future and a happy, healthy life because the life that I've created for myself after such an ugly addiction has been the best thing that I've ever done in my life was to become sober and you deserve happiness even if you don't get sober. You deserve happiness. Even if you're still doing shitty things. You can still be happy. Actually if you're doing shitty things. You kind of don't deserve happiness. But if you feel shitty. Because of the things that you've done in your past. If you've moved on from it. And that you're in the healing process. Just know that you deserve everything good that's coming to you. Because you put in the hard work. With choosing happiness over the things that you've done. And I feel like. I'd said for a while, I was like, I need to work for something or I need something to deserve this. You don't, you don't owe it to anyone to be happy. I'm the happiest that I've ever been in my entire life. And every single day it gets better, even if something bad happens. And if you're having a bad day today, just know tomorrow is a new day and you're going to find something to do that'll take you away from the feeling that you're feeling at that time. All you have to do is just take it one day at a time and put some work in and you're going to be just fine. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to see you guys next week. Um, Of course, I say every single episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week. Bye.